Sounds good. Four Shlomo Kreva and a good Yantif. Uh, when the um, when the Rebbe came back, uh, or whenever we began talking on Dida Natsach in Hey Tevis in Tavshin Memzayin, that was addressed the um, the uh, miracle of the day. And Rebbe spoke about and the spirit of Yaakov, their father, was revived. And many people felt that the Rebbe was referring to himself but what had, after what had happened, how the Rebbe was really suffering throughout the time of the court case. They went to the Ohel uh, almost every day. Uh, and you know, whenever he goes to the Ohel, he doesn't eat. And he's dabbling all day. So um, they didn't even take pictures of the Rebbe during the time of the court case uh, so much because they didn't look healthy. Anyway, so so then when the good news came on Hey Tevis, uh, Rebbe spoke about this pasuk: the spirit of Yaakov, their father, was revived. So I want to learn a um, talk from Kutasichas on this pasuk. Um, there is a um, discussion, as we'll see, where exactly how the leaders are divided. Uh, where uh, the third aliyah begins, where the fourth aliyah begins. Uh, hey Tevis, if I remember correctly, was on a Tuesday, and the Rebbe basically decided the argument in that talk, and Rebbe quoted this verse, expressing how this this is where the um, this is how how the uh, Torah is divided. This is this is the end of the uh, aliyah. Um, okay, let's go right to it. I'll send you the uh, PDF. Okay. The Pasuk says, He saw the wagons. Yaakov saw the wagons that Yosef sent, and the spirit of Yaakov, their father, was revived. By sending Yaakov wagons, Yosef was sending a message to Yaakov. If Yaakov will not believe that Yosef is alive, they should tell him that Yosef gave them the following message to say to him if he doesn't believe that Yosef is alive. What's the message? When I left you, you taught me the laws of Egla Rufa. What's the laws of Egla Rufa? The law is that if a uh, dead body is found, and no one knows who the murderer is. So a, a young calf is slaughtered, and the uh, elders of the city go out, and they say it is not by our own hands that this blood was spilled, and uh, let a calf, a young calf who has not made have any fruits, atone for someone who has not been allowed to have fruit, Kapa uh, Yisrael, so there's much discussion what, what, what is accomplished by slaughtering this calf and what the declaration is. But that's the um, uh, message that Yosef was telling Yaakov. Here are wagons. The Hebrew word for wagon, agola, has the same letters as the words for calf. A wagon is called an agola, and a, and a calf is called also by the same a word with the same letters, egla rufa. So 
Yosef is telling his father, I want you, to, you, you're doubting whether I'm alive or not. Here is a proof that I am still alive. I remember last time I saw you, last time I saw you, we were studying this Torah portion about the Eglaruf. And that's the meaning of the words in the Torah where Yaakov says, and he saw the wagons that Yosef sent, and then he was revived. This is the meaning, as the Medish explains, the next Pasuk. Yaakov didn't just say Yosef is alive. He says, Rav, he is alive a lot. What does that mean? Look at the the tremendous power of my son Yosef. Then many kinds of trouble befell him. And yet he is still standing in his righteousness. He's a lot greater than me. That's what Yaakov said about Yosef. Look at Yosef. He had all this stuff happening to him. And yet he is still maintaining his righteousness. He's a lot greater than I am, the Yaakov says. So the Medish is saying that not only is Yosef physically alive, He's also spiritually spiritually alive. That's what Yaakov is recognizing. Not only is he alive physically, but he's alive and living a life that is appropriate for a child of Yaakov. Yaakov said, Yosef, my son is alive. He's living as my son. The Medrash puts together these two ideas. The fact that Yosef was telling his father, he's proving to his father that he is alive. And the Yaakov recognized, the second concept is that Yaakov recognized that Yosef was still a tzaddik. It makes sense that these two ideas are connected. Yaakov's message to Yosef wasn't only, sorry, Yosef's message to Yaakov wasn't only in order to tell Yaakov that he is alive physically, but it was also meant to tell him he's alive spiritually. That, in that same message, he gave him both ideas. The fact that Yosef can remember for 22 years, the last lesson that Yaakov taught him, that shows that Yosef indeed is a tzaddik, and he is into Yiddishkeit. He doesn't even forget the last lesson his father taught him. So first of all, it proves he's still alive physically. He's, hey, Dad, remember me? I remember you. This is the last thing you taught me. And number two, look what I'm into. Look what I'm, look what I'm thinking about. So Yosef's... So Yosef's uh, message to Yaakov uh, didn't only prove that he was alive, but also proved that he was alive spiritually. But we still have a question. Itself understood that all the stories that happened to our patriarchs and the leaders of each tribe, the, the, the ancestors of each tribe, especially the stories that the Torah tells us, are very precise. There must be something about this specific thing that Yosef used to prove that he was alive. It's not just 
circumstantial, this was the last thing that happened to be studying, there must be something about this Torah portion, about a uh, calf being slaughtered when there's an unknown murderer, there must be something about that message that is related to Yosef's being able to be alive physically and spiritually. So if Yosef is telling Yaakov that he's spiritually alive by telling him the laws of the Egla Rufa, there must be something about this Torah portion that, that is relevant to um, Yosef's ability to maintain his, his uh, integrity and righteousness. So we need to understand what exactly is this specific law how does that relate to Yosef's uh, righteousness and his ability to withstand all temptation for 22 years and still be Yosef at Tzaddik? Explanations like this. Ois base. We're in the second column, bottom of the page. What's the meaning of the Egla Ruf? What is it? The Torah says if you find a dead body on the ground, it's someone has died and his body is in a field and no one knows who killed him. What do you do? So the, the Jewish court, the elders, go out and they measure where is the closest city and whoever the closest city is. So then the elders of that city that's closest has to come with this calf. And all the elders of the city they have to wash their hands. They say, Our hands not spill this blood. What's the point of doing all this? So the Rambam says, many, many explanations given, the Rambam, the Rambam, the Rambam, the Rabbanel, they say like this, It's in order to publicize this event that someone has died. By publicizing the death of this person, it will be a lot easier to uh, find the murderer. And also, and this is also a major, major point, the people should hear what happened and see what happened, and they should do whatever they can to prevent the death of another person. That's what the story of Egla Rufa is on a physical plane. What does it mean for us on a spiritual plane? A chalal, in the spiritual sense, is someone who has lost his connection to Hashem. He's lost his attachment to Hashem. Hashem is the source of his life. As we're going to say today, or those of us in Atlanta have probably said it already, you who are cleaving to Hashem, you are alive today. Before reading the Torah, we say this verse, you are attached to Hashem, you, you who cleave to Hashem, you're all alive. So what makes us alive, Hashem? <coughs> so a chalal, a dead body, means someone who is not attached to Hashem. Now, just for... Uh, context. Of course, everyone has a neshama. We're not talking about having a neshama. We're talking about being attached to Hashem. We're talking about being connected, being into it. We're talking about when, when, you, when Matasio comes forward and says, who wants to go with God, you show up. 
that's the meaning of being attached to Hashem. You, you, you want to go where Matasyo and where the Jewish people and where God wants you to go. That's, you're attached, you're into it. So, what's the reason the Jew loses that connection? He's not into it. It's because he's in a field. Why a field? It says about Esav, his place is the place of the field. And he specifically attacks those who are in the field. Those who are not in the tent of Torah and Judaism. Esav, in other words, the Yetzirah, who is connected to Esav, who is called the man of the field, he attacks those who are in the field, meaning they're not in the environment of Torah, they're not in the environment of Yiddishkeit, and he tries to cut them off, from their attachment to the living God, which the source of their life, to make them make them die spiritually, to make them spiritually detached from the source of their life. Or at least if he can't completely cut them off from Hashem, he at least tries to weaken their connection to Hashem. That's the role of the Yetzirah. The previous Rebbe said that the word Yetzirah means the evil painter. He is the one who makes good things look bad and bad things look good. And that's what a person who is not in the tents of Torah, not in the tents of Judaism, so he is easy prey for Esav. And when he comes and tells them that this is, this is boring, this is good, so either he completely is successful and he cuts the guy off from Torah and everything, or he doesn't cut him off, he at least uh, derails him and, and, and sucks the energy out of, of, of this guy's uh, attachment to Hashem. What do you do? So now there's a dead body. There's, there's someone who is, he, he is cholol. That doesn't mention it here, but the word cholol also comes from the word vacuum. He's lost something. The guy is losing his attachment to Hashem. He's empty. What do you do for the empty guy? The guy has gotten, he's, he has become disconnected. What, is, what do you do? The Torah says, All the elders should come out. This is the role and the responsibility of the elders and the, and the judges of Israel, including the top best in Jerusalem. They have to do whatever they can. They have to do whatever they can to fix the situation. They have to do whatever they can to prevent there being this guy stuck dead in the field. That's what they mean when they announce our hands are not spilled as blood. What do they mean? What, what does that mean? The Talmud explains. We did not see him. We did not send him away from our town without food. We did not send him away from our town without an escort. That's what they mean when they say, when they say we didn't kill him. Of course they didn't kill him. What that means is that they didn't, they didn't ignore his situation. They didn't say, okay, this guy's hungry. This guy is, is, is going by himself, and alone, and they just let him go. This is the role of the elders of the city. They have to accompany every Jew who's going out of the city, going out into the field, and to give the guy food for the road. What kind of food? They have to give the guy Torah, which is called food. They also have to give him clothing. What does clothing mean? They have to give him mitzvahs. 
As it says in Tanad Yahu, which this teaching of Tanad Yahu is really a source for the Rebbe's, old Rebbe's mitzvah campaigns. It says in the, in the Pasuk, if you see someone naked, you have to give them clothing. It says the Tanad Yahu, in the Adam, if you saw a person, she'em b'divritera, that does not have Torah, you saw a guy that does not have Torah, Bring him into your house. Teach him how to say Shema. Teach him how to say Davin. And encourage him to keep mitzvahs. There is no naked in Israel. What is the meaning of naked in Israel? It means a person who does not have term mitzvahs. If you see someone, the true meaning of being naked is someone who is missing term mitzvahs. So you have to strengthen him, you have to protect him from all of the dangers that are lurking out in the field. You see someone who doesn't have Torah, doesn't have mitzvahs, the guy is going to the field, the guy is stuck. You cannot let the guy go by himself. So Yonatan is saying, okay, this is the responsibility of the elders of the city. Obviously, the elders of the city doesn't mean those who have uh, white beards, although some of us qualify, yeah? Anyways, but the point really is that those who know more have to help those who know less. It doesn't just mean the elders of the city. It means those who are uh, aware of what of wh- of where the food is, where the clothing is. So you see someone. So spiritual meaning of is that if you see someone who is being cut off from Torah, you got to help him. You can't let the guy just, just die spiritually. you got to give him food. you got to give him Torah. you got to give him clothing. You, give him, you have to encourage him to keep mitzvahs. So now we could explain why when Yosef left Yaakov, what was Yaakov teaching him? He was teaching him the laws of the Egla Rufa. Why? Before Yosef descends to Mitzrayim, on the surface, the Rebbe notes in Note 24, Rebbe says that the first step of Yosef's descent to Egypt was his departure from Yaakov. And even though Yaakov himself didn't know about Yosef, that this was the last time, that this was the last time that he would see Yosef for 22 years, but there's a part of Yaakov that did see, there's part of his soul, a part of his mazel saw. So, some commentaries say that when it says in the Torah, Yaakov sent Yosef, he didn't just send him, he didn't just tell him to go, he walked with him. And that's why Yaakov emphasized, this is the way things are. You're not going by yourself. Jews don't let people go by themselves. I'm not, I'm not leaving you without food and without, and without an escort. So before Yosef leaves the Mitzrayim, next page, Erev Asa'aretz, which Egypt at the time was called the abomination of the world. And Yosef is going to be captured amongst the Gentiles. So at that time, he needs more spiritual strength to over to maintain his integrity. And that's why Yaakov taught him this story, the law of Egla Rufa. He taught him how it's the responsibility of the elders to take care of a Jew who's going into the field and to give him all of his needs as long as he's in the field. He was empowering Yosef by telling him about this, that Yosef should be able to, to maintain his integrity in Egypt. 
it seems like to me that you know, what the Rebbe is saying is that by studying about the, the, the obligation of the elders to help the, um, those who are going to the field, by studying Torah about that, Yaakov was not just studying about it, but imbuing Yosef with that strength. Just like it's true that the elders have to, are responsible to give, uh, to accompany and to give food to those who are going out in the field. So by studying about that, Yosef, Yaakov was, was giving him this, this uh, strength. Like the Rebbe once said about the previous Rebbe, that when he was in prison, he spoke very uh, brazenly to uh, his guards. Like at, at one point, they said to him, do you know where you are? You know, I'm in a place that doesn't, it's not, does not require mezuzah. Uh, the only place that does not require mezuzah is a place where there are animals. And so, so the Rebbe said that it, it wasn't just that he was, the, the simple thing is that the previous Rebbe had made a decision before going to prison that he is not going to... Um, Give any all of his captors are going to be considered to him as absolute nothing. But besides that, the Rebbe said that since the previous Rebbe was in a place where there was no mezuzah, he wanted to have. It says in the Torah, when you study about something, it's as if it's there spiritually. When you study about a sacrifice, it's as if you have. It's as if you're you're bringing that sacrifice. So the previous Rebbe wanted to mention a mezuzah in order to connect with the spiritual energy of mezuzah. So in a similar way, it sounds like uh, that ya- Yaakov was studying with Yosef about the, 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 the responsibility of the elders to those who go out in the field. By studying about this, he was imbuing Yosef with his strength. And therefore, when Yosef wanted to prove to Yaakov that he's also spiritually alive, not just physically alive, he gave his brothers this sign to Yaakov that he was constantly thinking about the Torah portion of, of this young calf. And it was with this power that he was not influenced at all from his surroundings in Egypt and he was able to remain whole in his Torah and his righteousness. And when Yaakov saw the, the wagons, the spirit of Yaakov was revived. That a new energy entered the spirituality of Yaakov. The spirit of Yaakov was alive. The spirit of Yaakov was revived. A new spirit entered into Yaakov's spirituality by seeing who Yosef is. The Torah says, just as Jacob's children are alive, so too is Jacob alive. So by Yaakov seeing the spiritual life of his children, that is what revived him. By seeing Yosef's maintaining his righteousness in Egypt, that's what gave Yaakov this, this ruach, ruach Yaakovim. That's what gives Yaakov his, revives his spirit. Okay. Um... So another good section of the sikh we need to do. Um, next part is about uh, questions. Let's answer the questions and the answers tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. But let's just review briefly what we learned today. What did we learn today? We learned that Yaakov uh, saw the wagon that Yosef sent and the spirit was revived. And we explained the word wagon is associated with the word uh, calf. And this was a sign that Yosef remembered the last lesson that Yaakov taught him. And we learned that it wasn't a 
just that Yosef happened to remember one lesson his father taught him, but there's something specific about this lesson that was pertinent to Yosef being able to maintain who he was. And that is that this, this story of the, the halacha of Egla Rufa is about how a Jew cannot let another Jew go out into the field by himself, without accompaniment, without food. And that spiritual meaning of this is and when a person gets, goes into an environment that's not holy, that's not friendly to Judaism and he's in danger of, of losing his connection to Hashem, if you know someone that, that's in that scenario and who, who, who doesn't, you have to make sure that that person has food, has, has Torah. You have to make sure that person has clothing, has mitzvahs. And Yaakov studied this with Yosef, and by studying it with him, he not just studied with him this idea, but empowered him that he shouldn't go by himself. It sounds very similar to what the um, previous Rebbe um, said about himself, uh, that he was once sent by his father to a certain mission, and I think he had to stay in a bar for 24 hours, but not, on, not just stay in a bar for 24 hours, he had to stay there on Shabbos. He had to meet a certain minister on Shabbos, and the only place the Jews were allowed to stay was in the other end of the city. There's no way to get there on Shabbos. So in order to, to be able to go visit this minister in, the, in, the, in this, in this uh, winter night in Russia, he had to stay in a bar. And so his father told him before he went, he's giving him a fur coat to keep him warm. He's not just going by himself. He's giving him a varme pelts. So I spoke about how, uh, how uh, this is not just a, a physical thing, but that whenever we're sent on a mission from the Rebbe, it's not just the Rebbe sends us on a mission. He also gives us a warm fur coat. The warm fur coat is a sicha, a maimer, to take with us something to warm us and to do this mission. We're not going, not going by ourselves. Anyways, a good yontif, if you want to tell yontif, not the rest, yontif, David, yontif, Zev, yontif, Lake.